Beyond Goodbye is a podcast that empowers listeners to engage with death and grief in a healthy and transformative way, and therefore may contain material not suitable for all audiences. So listener discretion is advised. You have all probably heard the saying that goes something like this. Resentment, hate, anger is like drinking a poison and waiting for the other person to die. When we feed our hate, we create for ourselves and those around us a lot of damage, both physically and emotionally. Forgiving, they say, releases us from continuing to live in the darkness and rids us of the poison. In today's episode, we are going to discuss forgiveness with my guest, Damone Presley, father to Natasha Fluke Presley, one of the four murdered with my daughter and dumped in a cornfield. This is episode six, to forgive or to not forgive. Well, hey, listeners, question for all of you. Are there actions that are so bad they're unforgivable? Think about that as we talk today about forgiving, what it means and how some of us choose to forgive and some of us don't. But first, I'd like to welcome Damone to our show and have him share his story of loss. Welcome, Damone, and thank you for being here today. Welcome. Um Thank you for uh, having me on today. Um, yeah, kind of excited, uh, a little nervous. Um, yeah. Hello, everybody. Don't be nervous. You're the second person I've had on here that talked that was nervous, too. She was nervous about sharing her story. But as we get going, you'll be calm and not even realize you're talking into a microphone. <laughs> so Tasha and Jasmine both were they were in the same vehicle. They both were murdered by the same man, along with my son and Lois. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you find out? Um, I had got a call um, from uh, Natasha's mother um, and not um, with knowing what had happened, but uh, prior um, early morning, um, she had called and asked, have I talked to Natasha? And, um, um, I had let her know, no, I didn't. You know, I had the grandkids with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if I was the last person to see my daughter, uh, family-wise, um, that, um, yeah, so later, I want to say that afternoon, um, mother had called me back and um, had told me um, what had happened. Mm. I found out from, um, well, Kathy had called me, Natasha's aunt, and was asking if I'd seen the girls because she hadn't heard from Tasha and said that that was really odd. And, you know, I don't check on Jasmine's everyday stuff when she's working and out with her friends, but it, it had gotten to the point where we 
then filed a police report and Kathy had shared some things with me. So I called the Dunn County, um, I called the coroner's office and I asked them, I'd heard the story that they found this vehicle in a cornfield and I was like, that's not them, but I'm going to call anyway. And they had put me on hold forever. And then, um, got the, I asked if they had brought four bodies in and the woman got quiet and then put me on hold and it's, it seemed like forever. What they were doing when I found out later is they connected me to the detective that was on the scene. And so when I talked to him, he told me, of course, he couldn't say, you know, who they were. They didn't know. But then he asked me for, and he said, Jasmine and Matthew's cell phone passwords. So then I knew, and that's how I knew. And um, I was in the family, besides Matthew, who was murdered with her. I was her last, the last time we spoke was that Friday when she was working with me. She's filling out her life, life insurance stuff and she was asking me some questions on what to fill in and then she like did this little flip with her hair she was always kind of silly that way I'm sure yes. you know you've been yes. around her <laughs> yes. and she just said but we all know you're dying first and then two days later she was dead yes. it was and the person she had listed on her life insurance was also murdered with them yes. uh, Lois. so it was it was um, pretty surreal I won't say it's surreal now but it still feels a little still feels a little unbelievable when I really think about it. Like I can look at the pictures all day long, but when I start to think about our last conversations or the kids or things that they're missing, I'm still like, I just, to say that they're murdered is, I don't know. It's just so out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, um, it's still unbelievable. Um, it's reality, but you know, um, yeah, I still can't fathom um, that reality. Um, mm -hmm. It is, it is our truth, you know. Um, so, yeah, and, and you know, so I had the same or similar as you were saying because some of those things were shared with me uh, by mom that um, you know a vehicle was found, mm -hmm. four people were in it, and. You know, and I just kept saying, well, what does that have to do with them? That's what I said to Kathy. Yeah. I'm like, what does that have to do with Jasmine and yeah. Tasha? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just, you know, and you had said something um, that I was saying or similar with my daughter, you know. You know her, her dad, I'll, I'll call you when I'm coming back to get the kids. Okay, you know, and so that's how I was responding when mm -hmm. they were saying those things. And, you know, and I said, well, there's been plenty of times they have went out and, they haven't called back, and then all of a sudden, Dad, we're on our way, you know, right. or whatever that is. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. You know, so I I really, you know, didn't think anything else. Yeah, I know? didn't either. I, in yeah. fact, I was irritated. Like, you could have at least called. You probably didn't plug yeah. in your phone. I hate yeah. when you don't, because she'd never plug yeah. her phone in. Yeah. So it was always dying on her, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. And I remember I got up early that morning, about 6.30ish. Um, Some just woke me out of sleep, so I called. And it went right to voicemail, yep. you know. But that was not anything unnormal. Uh, unusual, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that has happened. <laughs> so, you know. Right. And so I just, I remember saying, you know, quit thinking like that. Because what are you saying? Right. That's what I kept asking her. And so I kind of got frustrated and just hung up on them. So you just kind of made me remember that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. today's show, we're going to talk about 
forgiveness. And I know I, I, ta I approached you about it a few days ago, and, and I'd asked you, have you forgiven him? And what did you say to me? No. <laughs> you said, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh, and then asked me if I had forgiven him, and I said yes. Um, and so I want to present those two different positions and talk a little bit about forgiveness. I, I don't use the word forgiveness. I, I have a issue with that word because to me, I, I'm not a Christian. I don't practice Christianity. I'm not religious, um, but I'm spiritual. And to me, forgiveness, when I hear forgiveness, and I know everyone says it's for me and not for them, but I see in my mind these people you'll see in like in these like real life court stories and things you'll see, see these families of murdered children mm -hmm. go up to this person who did that mm -hmm. and tell them they forgive them and then it's like a kumbaya story where they're now having a relationship with this person and um so forgiveness to me was like and, and they were all christians they would always say well i'm a christian and you know the bible says mm -hmm. i have to do this and so because I have some history with issues with Christianity, that always kind of put me off. So I called it releasing. Um, but like you, when I first started, ta we st talked about this in uh, I have a group of women that I spent time with, and we talked about <clears throat> forgiveness and how um, it was important to do that. And we were specifically referencing a book uh, called The Four Altars by Alonso Del Rio. And in there, he's a Peruvian shaman medicine man. And he talked about the true way to enlightenment, not the love and light that we hear of, you know, your yeah. people now who are yeah. these new agey stuff. True love and light. All of it, you cannot attain that without forgiving. Now I'm on my spiritual path, right? I have been really introspective the last probably five years or so and gotten real serious in the last three or four years and so moving along in this path to become more enlightened is something I wanted to do mm -hmm. but when I heard him talk about in this group we were talking about that he said that um, if you won't attain that if you don't forgive my we, we opened it up to everybody for discussion and I was like I'm not forgiving shit mm -hmm. you know I was like this man can rot in hell for all I care you know, this is forgiveness isn't for him. It's it's not for me. It's I feel like that people, you know, if I don't say I forgive you, that's how I, I viewed it was was for him um, and not for me. So I sat with that for a long time and it made me physically I got physically sick, but I didn't realize what that was from, you know, the body. Um, it was only until. So I, I've jumped ahead with everybody where I'm telling my story of why I forgave. Um, <clears throat> So it was a year, a year ago now, and I was doing some work, some ritual mm -hmm. work and some prayer, working on something else that I had to work through on my own, you know, mm -hmm. what we call shadow. And I was near the end of completing what I was doing, and then Spirit spoke to me and said, you have to include Antoine. And I was like, what? This is my this is my conversation. I was like, I'm I'm by myself doing this, so I'm talking out loud by myself. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I am not. First off, I don't know this man, and he's not even part of what I'm doing right now. This is not part of the shadow work. I'm not forgiving him, not letting that go. And there was 
back and forth with spirit. And then eventually, as you know, and this is, I think, for any even religion, when you're praying and you're having a connection with the divine, if you continue to argue and continue to say no, the, the message gets quieter. And then pretty soon you don't hear it anymore. So it was getting quiet. And the last message that I had heard was, if you don't do this, you will not move forward in your spiritual path. You'll be stuck. Well, I want to move forward. So <clears throat> I was like, fine, I'll pray. Here's how my prayer started. So, yeah, um, hoping that Antoine thinks about his actions in prison, hope that his family, you know, aren't hurt or the kids aren't hurt for it. I went on. It was, wasn't even real. It wasn't even a real mm -hmm. prayer. I didn't care. It was very sarcastic. And in praying for those who pray, you kind of know intuitively when the prayer is done, when you've said what you've needed to say and, and it's been heard. Mm -hmm. And you know when it's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this one was not. And I had to keep talking until, you know, yeah. until I knew inside that I was yeah. done. Well, funny thing happened, as I was being sarcastic and saying stuff I didn't really believe or care, the words changed. I don't even remember all the words. It took on a whole different life. And I spent probably the next 10 minutes in deep prayer for Antoine. And when I finished, uh, this ritual required us to take some tobacco, which is for like honoring the earth and mother earth. Mm -hmm. And you hold it in your left hand and over your heart. And because that heart means love. And then you put it into a little tie and then you burn it. And that smoke releases into the universe or yeah. to creator um, your prayers. And when I did that, I will tell you that I felt like I was 10 pounds, physically 10 pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had released or forgiven and I've not had any issue with it since. And then <clears throat> the physical ailments that I was having within my body, my mobility started to slowly change and now I'm fully mobile. I believe it's for the, for the forgiveness. Um, and that, that's kind of my journey and, and why I chose that. So I'm curious for you, and there's no right way, guys. Um, one thing I want to make clear is deciding whether you want to forgive something, especially something that, like what happened to our children, is deeply personal. Mm -hmm. There is no right or wrong way. I'm not the only right person because I forgave. And somebody like Damone is not ready to or may never forgive doesn't make him wrong. We all, it, there is no right or wrong way. It's whatever works for us and for our own well-being. If for our well-being, you just can't forgive and you're not going to, then that's what you have to do. You know, mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter that these different manuscripts and things, they say that we have to. I hate that word, we have to. You mm -hmm. have to, you should. I can't stand those words. Um, I just really think it's a very deeply personal thing and not any one way is right or wrong. So, yeah. yeah. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um can I get to a place possibly for for forgiving him? I probably could. Um and yes, you know, I've thought about it. Um so early when, you know, we were um faced with this, um, you know, because I'm a spiritual person, mm -hmm. right? I, yep. I don't have no ideology or no specific religion, though I, you know, I am Methodist, but 
um, I'm, I'm spiritual, um, right. you know. Um, I used to um, ask myself, could I uh, find forgiveness? Um, and I, I, I do believe in, in um, Christians, you know, mm -hmm. um, and as you were saying, you know, quote unquote, you know, you, you have to forgive and, you know, so you said this is some personal. So mm -hmm. um, for myself, I used to ask myself, could I? And um, to myself and now saying to the world, yeah, I, I, I could, but I'm not at that place right now. You know, um, I, I visit my daughter every day at yeah. the cemetery. And so um, I haven't found, um, I have let go, but I, I haven't let this go. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it is um, something for me that uh, I don't think I'll ever be totally healed. It changed my life forever. Yeah. Um, um, I'm still struggling. Um, and so I think about our daughters, your son, uh, Jasmine's boyfriend, that, um, innocent people. Mm -hmm. And I know of countless innocent people and probably people are going to be listening to this knows innocent people lost their life for no reason. Yeah. And our children ended up in, in that. Um, and so for me, Right now, I can't find that because these are innocent people thinking, going to have a good time, mm -hmm. like we know our children have normally do, yep. normally done, <laughs> yep. and that was their outgoing, to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And for, I'm sorry, I can't even say his name, this punk mm -hmm. um, killed our children mm -hmm. for no reason. And so my anger is still there. And for my my forgiveness to come, I have to work on me with that first. Yeah. Um, but do I do I think I can get to that place? Yes, you know, because all people, even sad to say, this chump should be forgiven too. You know, um, I do think about. Um, whatever his problem was that particular day, um, but just whatever he has been through, gone through, and what led, because um, I'm spiritual, so I believe in, in there's good spirits and there's evil spirits. Yeah. And and so with that, with that understanding for myself, um, I have to see as a person, I don't believe that he would have done what he did. So that evil spirit that that possessed that moment, that time in this punk, that um, um, I'm more mad at that. And so, so let me say this: I didn't see no remorse from him. Nope, I didn't either. I didn't see like. Maybe I did something wrong. Right. No Could problem. I have done something different? Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't feel, see, or hear any of that from him. Nope. 
He blamed our kids. He blamed our, yeah, our kids. Mm-hmm. It was their fault. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing when you don't know somebody, but I know our kids. We know our kids. Yeah. And I know they wouldn't put a hand or hurt anybody, let alone, you know, wasting their time with this punk. Right. Where they thought they were going to just kick it, have fun. Yeah. You know, you know do what young adults do. Yeah, on to the next party. And on to the next one, and we'll see you next week. Right. You know. And so with that, I cannot find to forgive him at this time, you know. And that's why I said, hell no. <laughs> because I keep thinking about how yeah. our children were full of life, Yeah. you know, um, and I miss daddy, hey, hey, pops, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that, you know, it's like that overweighs me trying to forgive somebody mm-hmm. that took that from me, from us, mm-hmm. that our children shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be in the next life and not here with us continuing to and live our kids. life, Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. and you, that what, what, what <sighs> Jasmine said to you. All I heard was my daughter saying something to me. Mm-hmm. Dad, you're getting old, and yeah. you know I'm I'm gonna be that one to take care of you. Right. And, and it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I one of the things that um, I want to ask you about this. So one of the things that in the in this group of us that we're talking about that this author Alonso del Rio says is that we're all born innocent we're all born pure and then from that time to the time that you know he made the choice he did about our children what happened in between that time that caused him to decide to go that route now when i say that i've released him i i I have no intention of getting to know him i don't want to write to him i would never read anything he'd write to me um if something happened to in prison oh, well, you know, that's, that's the risk. I mean, that's the choice you've made that put you in that position and that place, and there's dangers to that place. So I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not like the TV folks where they're, you know, getting to know him and now they're be, he's being really remorse. I have no intention of getting to know you. I have no intention of really thinking about you anymore um, other than when we do these shows, but I don't think about him like I did because it's, taking energy from me that I can't get back. And in my opinion, so was my being so angry with him. It gave him this power over me that I've decided he can't have. And not only did it give him the power, it caused me to give power to other people around me um, that didn't have my best interest or I was blinded by certain things also that I allowed to happen. So my boundaries were weak, if there were any at all. And in being able to take that back, I was able to, it, it had an all encompassing thing. I was able to take back a lot of stuff, make a lot of changes that were for the better for me, I think. But I get it, um, not being in that place because two years ago, I wasn't in that place. Two years ago, I won't even tell you what I was thinking two years ago. Cause I, yeah, I would have been I well, will say that I think I think I did because we talked. 
yeah. regularly. So. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me once, he goes, well, you're not going to do that. I'll do it. I'm 74 years old. I can go to prison. I'm like, okay. You know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think it was just a, just, I don't know, a light switch for me when I was doing this prayer ritual over other things and the idea that I needed to include that for my my own spiritual path to move forward which you probably know too and you said something uh, I'm going to read this from the book um, you said something about working on something inside of you before you you know can be in that place and that's really it's interesting you say that because that's what he talks about in the book he says that um, <clears throat> he says it is not enough to say I forgive you First, we must release the sick emotion that lives deep within us. We must travel to the depth where the wound is, and from there, try to understand. That is, to include in our love the person who caused us the suffering. That's deep. That's hard to do. Because how do you do that when mm -hmm. that person took the people you loved the most? Mm -hmm. That's hard to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then he went on to say, <clears throat> we have to embrace them. Embrace their ignorance, embrace their suffering, and their unconsciousness. Unconsciousness meaning to being a little more enlightened to the world and our communities and ourselves. Um, and at that moment, we can see before us an opportunity to let go or to not let go, to grow or to wait until the next round. And that made me, made me think of that uh, with what you just said, that you have to work with something deep in. And you do. I think forgiveness is something you have to really... We, you can't forgive and love anyone if you aren't dealing with your own internal stuff first. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we never get to that place, and that's, mm -hmm. that's okay. I mean, if you, if you don't get there, you don't get there. Um, but, you know, being aware of that, I guess, is, I thought that was interesting that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's work in progress. Um, it is. It, it, it is. It's work in progress, you know. That was my first child. Um, Mine too. You know, we always say our best friend, but that's actually true. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of the things that that I miss um, it's like when I'm in a moment, or I don't know, there's a telepathy or just this spirit connection, this father daughter connection. Mm -hmm. You know, she'll call. And I catch myself sometimes when I'm in that place. That's the first person I would call. Yeah. You know, and I've caught myself even two years later, sometimes in the act. Yeah. I, I, I pause. And like, oh, you know. So. On my la the last podcast, last two podcasts, I said the same thing. I, I was telling, saying that to the, you know, Dr. Mary Frances O'Connor, but also my son and I were talking about it, and I said, just a couple weeks ago, yeah. it was something at work, and I grabbed my phone to text Jazz, and I couldn't believe I did that. Like, in that, my heart stopped, and I was like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. It's been two years. Yeah. And then I was a mess. So then I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And then the tears flowed, and I had to yeah. walk away from my desk. And, yeah, yeah I don't, <clears throat> none of that's going to go away. Yeah. I think it'll be that way forever. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I think we're always going to have an open wound that we just have to yeah. continue to dress and care for so that it doesn't become infected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Um, for me, part of that was the forgiveness part, even though I still have the wound, you know. Yeah. And I, I like, and I think we need to share this with the audience. Um, me and you have something where we're in a place, mm -hmm. and it's like either I'll text you, call you, you'll text me or call yep. me. And and for me, that 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 helps me, and it's not forgiving that punk mm -hmm. but like it helps me forgive myself because mm -hmm. in some of me I don't feel guilty but as a protector of my children and every time if there was anything that my daughter needed or her safety mm -hmm. you know dad's on speed dial mm -hmm. you know and you know, if I if, if I I could trade places, I would. Me too. You know, um, and I don't even question that. You know, yeah. sometimes we'll say stuff like that, but but that is a sincere um, um, truth. And um, I think about the day I came and picked my grandchildren up. I was speaking um, at a uh, convention. And um, prior to getting the kid, um, my daughter was calling me like, yeah, I mean, 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> and uh, I was, she was like, Dad, where you at? I said, I'm coming. I told you I'm at the convention. She was like, all right, well, you, you, your grandbaby, she wants you to come on, you know. And I said, well, you know, why don't you come? But my grandmother was brought home because she was passing. Mm. And so the family was caring for her yeah. as she was, you know, passing on. And um, she passed two days after our children were taken from us. And so Tasha was there taking care of my grandma with my mother mm. and other family members who had came in town and, you know. Um, but Tasha had spent prior the night at my mom's. And she said, well, Dad, if you would have let me know earlier, I would have came to the convention. And I said, well, why don't you come on? She said, well, you know I'm here, you know. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's true. And um, I can't remember if she had the car there or not because I think I was trying to talk her into coming, hmm. you know. Um, she was like, yeah, I, well, I would have. So, And, and that, that continues to go through my head. Hmm. And, you know, me and my daughter were open. She would talk to me about any and every, mm -hmm. everything. And even if, you know, I know she's, she's with Jasmine, you know, I know. So, but I always would be like, well, who else is y'all with y'all, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and so I didn't have that conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Any other time you would Any other time I would have. But I had what I was doing on my mind. Mm -hmm. Plus I had a thought I need to get my grandkids. Mm -hmm. I already had her little brothers and sisters with me. Mm -hmm. And 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 so that that goes through my thought process. Mm -hmm. Like how could I inter intervene that moment, that day, 
you know, that time. I actually did feel like I failed my kids by not protecting them, even though that's unrealistic to think yes. because they're adults and have yes. their own life. Yes. But like you said, you pr you're, we protect our children, and I yes. felt like I failed in that. Yes. And um, I also was supposed to go down that Saturday yes. because Matt had just, it was like his first time, I think, taking tables on his own with Jazz. And I was going to come down, both Zach and I, we were going to have dinner, and we were going to hang out with him afterwards. And then at the last minute, I changed my mind, like I always do. Mm -hmm. And now I think about that, like, could I have stopped this from happening if I had gone? Yeah. It's horrible the way our minds go, you yes. know, trying to make sense of something that's nonsensical. Yeah, yeah. at all, at all. Oh. Yeah, and, there, and, 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 and one of the things that helps me um, to work with forgiveness within myself you know, because when we were begin talking about that before we here now, mm -hmm. um, every time I'm talking or thinking uh, about my daughter, or I go visit, I don't care if it's cold outside, mm -hmm. I don't care if it was been raining, mm -hmm. the clouds, as soon as I step out my car, and you know our children's bright smiles. You know they always laughing. Yeah. They get, you know, they'll make you laugh when we want to be mad. Right. You know. <laughs> I know. So, and I got this. You know, just look about myself. But I swear to you, every time I go visit her, the sun comes out, mm -hmm. and I, it, I the, the rain will stop for that moment. That cloud would split apart, or if the sun is out, it's not on me. It's out. And as soon as I get out, it's, and I see that that's her smile, mm. you know. And that's one of my fortes that my daughter had, too. Mm -hmm. And and I feel that. Her energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll close with this. Um, I had a dream two nights ago. I was in my house, and outside were Matt, Jasmine, and Tasha. And <laughs> Jasmine was calling my name, mom, mom. Yeah. I come to the window and she's waving. She's like, hi. And Tasha's like, hi. And they're like, I was like, what are you guys doing? We're going to a barbecue. See you later. Yeah. And it made me, when I woke up, I smiled. I'm like, that is so Tasha and Janice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, off to the barbecue, off to wherever. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it put me in a, it was a, it put me in a good mood. To, yeah, you know. better space. Yeah. And, 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 and that happens for me from time to time. And I remember the last time uh, when I actually seen them two together outside, you know, on the phone or talking or whatever, was at your place. Mm. And I didn't know you had lived not too far from me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, because they said, they, they was like, Dad, Pops, you know, come over here. Uh, you know, we need a couple of dollars. We're about to, you know, we're about to do something. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, where y'all at? I said, that's... Two minutes away. She said, yeah. I said, well, that's where y'all be at? She's like, yeah, this is where mom lives. And I'm like, wow, I never knew that. And you was in the back doing some little yard work or something. And you know how they come out the side of the house? Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, you know. And that, that was one of my last moments, seeing them two together. Mm -hmm. And so I always go back to that, that yeah. and get, you know. And just a goofy self. I know. Acting normal as be. And yeah. you just looked over. I said, 
Oh, they probably give it to her too. <laughs> that's all I can they think did. about. That's all I can think about. And so then that that's what lives with me. Mm -hmm. I go to those places. You have to. Yes. Uh, we would. Yes. We would. Yes. Die if we yes. couldn't go to those places and yes. you know always had this. Yes. Negative. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for thank you. sharing with us today. Thank you. And yes. I'm happy that we were able to have this conversation and to finally hang out a little bit because yes. we kept saying we we're going to yeah. grab coffee we're gonna and now we're having coffee and a podcast. <laughs> yes. So. As I said early on, forgiveness is a deeply personal choice. In our podcast show today, we share two sides of that with no one way being the right way. Because at the end of the day, only you can decide what's best for you. Thank you, friends, for showing up today. We appreciate all of you. Next week, we will dive into how we can begin rebuilding life after loss. Please don't forget to like and follow us on your preferred podcasting site. And until next time, be well. Bye, all. Thank you.